Wallahi, this Islamophobia can be dealt with if the non-Muslims see Islam in us before they hear Islam from us. Because today they don't even want to give us the opportunity to listen to us, right? They don't want to give us the opportunity to speak. Thus show them in your character. Smile. Don't walk the streets with a frowning face. The Prophet said, تَبَسُّمُكَ فِي وَجْهِ أَخِيقَ صَدَقَ That if you smile in the face of your Muslim brother, it's a sadaqah. It's a reward, a charity. Imagine if you smile in the face of the non-Muslims for the purposes of da'wah and cleaning up Islamophobia and making that a means of da'wah. Imagine what the rewards are for that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. We need a tayyib min al-qawl, O servants of Allah and O children of Adam with our parents. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفِّهُمْ وَلَا تَنْهَرْهُمَا وَقُلْ لَهُمَا قَوْلًا كَرِيمًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, don't utter the word uff to your parents. And say to them a, an honorable word. Look at the words Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses. Look at the adjective Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses here. And say to them an honorable word. We need a tayyib min al-qawl. O servants of Allah and O children of Adam with our wives. Our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, خيركم خيركم لأهله وأنا خيركم لأهله The best of you are those that are best to their families. We should ensure that with our families we use the sweetest of words, the softest of words. Be a lion outside the home, not in the home. Some fathers or some husbands when they enter the home, they become an asad. They become a man. And when they leave the home, they lose their manhood. They're smiling with everybody outside the home and in the home they're walking as if there's some great adab that they are dealing with. La. We need a tayyib bin al-qawl. You worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in speaking to your wives and families in a good way. And this is why I was telling somebody yesterday, somebody was asking me, you know, 20, but I want to marry when I'm 30. I need to get my PhD and I need to uh, earn money and I need to I have dreams. I said, look, it's either your dreams is to build your Jannah. And if your dream is to build your Jannah, then getting married is a new way to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. People don't think of it like that. If you didn't get married, you would not worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as those who worship Allah when they are married. It opens a whole new range of worship in earning halal sustenance to provide for your family, in controlling your moods, right? Because you have a, or because others have a right over you now. In protecting your family from the hellfire, everything you do to protect them is a means of building your jannah. That's a new way of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In dealing with your outlaws, in-laws, the patience that you need, and it's unfortunate, right? Inshallah, may Allah make us lucky to have in-laws that are like our own family. Some of us are lucky, alhamdulillah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve. But what, I'm, what the, method, the, the message is now, you have to deal with them. The patience that you exercise by Allah, if you weren't married, you could not worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that particular way. We need to become people of tadabbur, ponder and think. Don't live life at the surface. Think. You have children to bring them up upon the sunnah. 
and to make them those that look after the Quran and the Sunnah is a great way to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, one of the ways for us to earn after we pass away is through a pious child who makes dua for his or her parent. When the son of Adam dies, his means of earning rewards is cut, except three ways. And one of them is a pious child who makes dua for his parents. So we need this hudu min al-tayyibi min al-qawl. We need this goodly word in our homes and understand that you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with this goodly word. We need this goodly word, O servants of Allah and O children of Adam, with our own children. We need this goodly word with our own children. And this was the guidance of the Anbiya alayhim salatu This was the guidance. Listen to Ibrahim alayhi salam. Ibrahim alayhi salam, when he sees in a dream that he is slaughtering Ismail alayhi salam, when he addresses him, what does he say? Oh boy, you... He says, Ya Bunay, Ya Bunay, Oh my dear son, Inni ara fil manami anni azbahuk fangvur madha tara. He talks to his son and he tells his son of an amazing message that he has received from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But he addresses him with the best of words, Oh my dear son. Ya'qub alayhi salam. When Yusuf alayhi salam sees the dream, when Yusuf alayhi salam sees the special dream of the sun and the moon and 11 stars bowing down to him, what does his father tell him after he relates the dream to his father? Qala ya bunayya la taqsus ru'yaka ala ikhwatika fayakidu laka kayda. He says, oh my dear son, do not. Release this dream to your brothers, lest they should plot against you. What did he say to young Yusuf? Oh my dear son, at-tayyib min al-qawl, a goodly word. Nuh alayhi salam, his rebellious son, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes the earth to split and water is gushing forth, and the skies are pouring forth, and the adab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is coming. And here is the rebellious son of Nuh alayhi salam still continuing in his rebellion. What does he say to his son at that moment? Ya bunay, irkab ma'ana. Oh my son, get onto the ship. Get onto this ark. Meaning, accept the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look how he spoke to his son. A rebellious son. And let's not talk about what we would do today. Ya'qub alayhi salam again. Several years after the loss of Yusuf alayhi salam. Several years after dealing with the mischief of his sons. He knew that they lied to him. With all the hurt that they gave him. What does he say after several years? He says, Ya bunay. Oh my dear son, go and search for Yusuf. This was the sunnah of the Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam. They had a tayyib min al-qawl. They spoke always a goodly word irrespective of the situation. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this understanding. O servants of Allah, 
and O children of Adam, we need a goodly word with those around us. Anas ibn Malik radiallahu an, he says that I was of service to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam for 10 years and not once did he say for something which I did, why did you do it? And not once did he say about something which I never did, why did you not do it? Subhanallah, At-Tayyib min al-Qawi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and their qualities and says, وَإِذَا مَرُّوا بِاللَّغُ مَرُّوا كِرَامَةً That when they pass اللَّغُ That which is of no importance, those statements which are a waste of time, those statements and activities which are futile, they pass it with karam, with honor. These are the ibadur rahman They are good and they always say a goodly word irrespective of the environment, even with those around them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a very eloquent ayah, and all the ayat of the Qur'an are eloquent. He says, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضًّا غَلِيظَ الْقَلْبِ لَنْ مِنْ حَوْلِكَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is that it is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that allowed you to be soft in your nature with your companions. وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضَّ الْغَلِيظَ الْقَلْبِ If you had a hard approach with them, لَنْفَضُّوا مِنْ حَوْلِكَ They would have dispersed from you. He was soft in character and he was soft in speech. And we know in several examples from the sunnah, like the Bedouin who came into the masjid and urinated in the masjid. He spoke to him a goodly word and that goodly word was a means of his Islam. لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Again, the magnanimous effects of a goodly word. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Fir'aun, sorry, tells Musa alayhi salam and Harun alayhi salam before they go to Fir'aun and go to him and say a soft word. A soft word. Not, oh, madman, oppressor, fool, who on earth do you think you are? And so on and so forth. Go to him and say to him a soft word. This is how da'wah is done. And this is why we need with those around us. If we ponder over the ayat in the Quran and we spoke about the importance of deliberation, we even learn how to have adab in our speech with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wallahi, yes, we have ayat that have apparent meanings, but when we ponder over them, we find inner lessons, hidden lessons. Let me share with you some. Ibrahim alayhi salam, when he mentions Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does, he says, Alladhi khalaqani fahuwa yahdeen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides. And then he says, Walladhi huwa yut'imuni wa yasqeen. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who feeds me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who quenches my thirst? And then he says, وَإِذَا مَرِدْتُ فَهُوَ يَشْفِينَ Now listen to this. He says, And when I become sick, Allah cures me. 
He didn't say, and when Allah makes me sick, Allah cures me. When before he said, Allah gives me food, and Allah quenches my thirst, and Allah created me, and Allah guided me, when he speaks about becoming sick, he says, when I become sick. Isn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decree the overall stance when it comes to one being sick or not? It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is in control. But he has adab with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Getting sick is not something beloved to man. So he says, when I become sick, he uses al-mabni lil-majhul. The passive form of the verb. Ajeeb. We are, we are learning how to have adab with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at the story of Khidr in Surah Al-Kahf. When Musa alayhi salam was on a journey with him. And Khidr, he punctured a hole in the boat. Right? And then he mended a wall. Right? In one particular city, even though, even though the, the people of that city were not honorable to them. He still went ahead and mended that wall. When Musa alayhi salam asked him about why he mended the wall, he said, فَأَرَادَ رَبُّكَ Your Rabb wanted to protect the wealth of its owners until they reached the required age. So even though the city was not honorable to you, I mended the wall. Why? Because your Rabb, your Rabb wanted to protect that wealth for its owners. But when he speaks about why he punctured a hole in the ship. What does he say? He says, فَأَرَدْتُ أَنْ أَعِيبَهَا He says that this ship belonged to some poor people. And I wanted to make a defect in it because there was an oppressor, an oppressive king who was usurping all these ships. Now was he not taking the instruction from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He was. But here he doesn't say, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to cause a defect in the ship. He says, I wanted to cause a defect in the ship. This is adab with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. This Quran, O servants of Allah, for those who ponder, it nurtures our speech even in teaching us how to hide the faults of others. If we look at Surah Yusuf, when the brothers got together, and they plotted against Yusuf alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when they were discussing killing Yusuf alayhi salam, Allah says, قَالَ قَائِلٌ مِّنْهُمْ Someone from them said. Allah didn't tell us who. And the ulama of tafsir say it was the elder brother who said. But Allah kept him hidden. Allah kept him hidden. Why? Because he did not do his job as an older brother. He did not dismantle the plot of his younger brothers. Rather, he said, La taqtulu Yusuf. Don't kill him, rather throw him at the bottom of a well. So because he didn't do his job, he made a mistake. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hid his mention. But at the end of the story of Yusuf alayhi salam, when the brothers were gathered outside of the king's palace, because Binyamin or the brother of Yusuf salam was taken and the big brother played his part and said, I will not go back to my father. Rather you all go, I will stay here. When he played his role, what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? 
the big one from them said. The elder brother said, here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions him. Why? Something praiseworthy. What's the lesson? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us what? How to hide the faults of others. How to hide their mistakes in our speech. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this understanding. O servants of Allah and O children of Adam, as we have heard, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't just give us a tongue, but He taught us how to use it. And this tongue can be a means of great success in the hereafter. And this tongue can be a means of great doom in the hereafter. And with this understanding, it's important that we discuss some of the diseases of this tongue. There are several diseases. We don't have time to go into them all, but for the purposes of our session together, especially now that we are intrigued about how this tongue is a means of earning the grand gifts of Jannah, it's important that we discuss some of the prevalent diseases of this tongue as they exist in society. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us barakah in the remaining time so that we can do justice to some of these lessons. The evils of the, of the tongue, O servants of Allah, are many. From them is excessive speech. Using this tongue more than is needed. And yesterday in Bath, we spoke about the topic that they gave me was purification of the heart or revival of the heart. And we discussed the sicknesses of the heart. And we said that one of the sicknesses of the heart is the sickness of oblivion or the sickness of ghafla where a person knows things, but their actions are not perpendicular to that which they know. It actually contradicts them having this particular knowledge. So for example, they know that they will stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. They know that they will die and there's a dark, tight grave which they will go into. And even with that knowledge, we see them living in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is a marad of the heart. That is a sickness of the heart. And the ulama say, to cure a heedless heart, one should expel all forms of excessiveness from his or her life. Starting with an excessive tongue. Because this tongue is a ni'mah when used in its fear, in its borders. The moment you cross those borders, it becomes a ni'mah. It becomes an adversity. It becomes the opposite of a blessing. It becomes an adab and punishment. And I shared with them yesterday, and some of the brothers from Bath are here, I shared with them an important rule. And that rule is, That if anything passes its boundary, the results of that action are counterproductive. If you did that act within its boundary, the results are productive. The moment you were excess, in that activity, the results became counterproductive. And we all know the ill effects of overeating, even though eating is good for us, and oversleeping, even though sleeping is good for us, and over-socializing, even though socializing is good for us. And it is in socializing when the afat and the sicknesses of the tongue have a field day. Especially when you have a bad and poor friend circle. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as He commands us towards having a good tongue, He says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullah. O you who believe, attain God consciousness. Wakunu ma'as sadiqeen. And have a truthful friend circle. La ilaha illallah. Allah monitors even our friend circle. 
because that would lead to the protection of the tank. The Prophet ﷺ, to explain to us the evil related to the excessive usage of the tongue, says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dislikes for you three things. He dislikes for you three things. Number one, qila wa qal. Hearsay. You know what he said? You know what she said? You know what he said? About what she said, about what he said, about what he said, about what they said. And the train goes on and on and on. This is disliked. Qila wa qal. Wa kathrat as-su'al. This is from being excessive. When you ask trivial questions, you ask questions of no substance. Like the people of Musa alayhi salam, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded them to slaughter the Baqarah, they said, tell us about the Baqarah. And tell us about the color of the Baqarah. And tell us, and tell us, and tell us. This is excessiveness. And it leads to a sick heart. And it leads to one spiraling downwards. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect. If one is not careful, that tongue will land them in the pits of Jahannam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all.